Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellary, and today it's automation, marketing automation, with Adriel Michaud, my guest, from Active Demand. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What? Hal? What what are you doing? What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. Uh robots. Uh, thank you, R2. Now, let's get on with the show. Well, welcome, Adriel, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure, David. You know, I was uh, I was listening to uh, some of your episodes. Oh, this would have been months ago. Years ago? Months ago. <laughs> and I, I heard one that, uh, that you'd done with Beverly, who I've worked with before. And I was like, oh, man, I, I got to make a note and, uh, and reach out and try to get on this podcast sometime in the future. And uh, here I am. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm excited to have you. Yeah, Beverly, I, I'm, uh, I'm still working on getting her to really open up on the podcast. She's a little guarded, but I know she's got a dark side. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> The dark side of social. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Could you start by um, telling me a little bit about yourself and, and your background and, and where you're at now? Oh yeah, so well, I've got a real weird background. I I was in, uh, you know, I, I I'm not actually a marketer. I I studied computer engineering. Uh, I'm more of a software computer engineering guy. But I stumbled my way into marketing uh, because marketing is starting to get more complex. About mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 years ago, I kind of got my start in uh, on the more complex SEO PPC. Keep in mind, but 14, 15 years ago, this stuff was hard. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't have the tools that we have today on, on a lot of this stuff. Um, and I started in on some of the automation that, uh, that was, you know, starting to build, uh, at that time. And, uh, so I've been, I've been kind of on the automation and on the building side of things for, uh, for a long while. Uh, I went agency side for about nine years, and uh, on uh, uh, in the agency world, I got to see lots of different customers, and I got to see how to uh, apply this kind of automation to a lot of those customers because we were we were using automation platforms to uh, help improve those businesses the whole time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm with uh, Active Demand, which is the market automation software that we used as an agency, and uh, I'm helping to. Uh, you know, get this, uh, get this, the, the good word of automation out and, uh, and, and help to automate more businesses out there and really help, help to, to do better marketing for more customers. So Active Demand is a Canadian company, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're a Canadian company and uh, based out of Calgary. And we uh, produce a, a marketing automation platform that helps customers uh, see more of, uh, of what their customers do and, and how they, they find them and, uh, and kind of take action to help move those, uh, those customers. You know, if you were to, th- to think of the old uh, marketing and sales funnel, help them move them down the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure most of us are using, whether we know it or not, some kind of marketing automation. Um, but what, what exactly... Is it? What's your definition of marketing automation? Oh yeah, because when when people hear it, they th- they get this like immediate knee jerk. Oh, marketing automation is that where I follow you on Twitter and you auto tweet me back saying <laughs> to, to download something I don't want to download? Is that automation? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's bad automation. <laughs> or or the spam or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that um, a, a, what a lot of that is missing is context and some smarts, uh, really. So 
with mark automation platforms before we even get to the automation part of it we get uh, we get a couple of interesting things one of them is better attribution so better uh knowledge of how we drove customers to the uh to the website to call us to fill out that form to to do the things that we need them to do to to you know grow their grow our business uh, so we get better better attribution into what marketing channels are working for working for us uh, we get better user journey data. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm, and I've been guilty of this. Sometimes you, you make a, a user journey for a customer and you spend all this time on it and it's uh, maybe flawed because we didn't have the right information. Maybe we surveyed one of their users who was real weird in how they, <laughs> how they got to the company uh, and it and wasn't uh, indicative of how most people uh, get there. Um, and that, that better user journey really gives us a more complete accurate story of how marketing kind of engages with those customers uh, as they go through that that journey of uh, discovering a solution. Uh, it gives us better alignment between marketing and sales. I think, uh, it, and this is this is something that you see in all companies out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sales says, yeah, these leads that you guys give us are, are garbage. You know, uh, they're just mm-hmm. a bunch of tire kickers. And marketing says, you know, what's going on? We're sending you all this gold. There, there was a lead I gave you guys last week. And no one called them for uh, for a full week. What the heck, right? Yep. So I think that that alignment is uh, is really important. Uh, you get fewer tools to use, and it really, it kind of becomes like your customer database for marketing. Uh, you know, the sales guys they've 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 got the the CRM uh, as their um, as their sales database, but marketing we don't really have anything that we can that we can point to that's kind of like our. Uh, our one-stop shop for all our uh, all our prospect information, right? So, can you can you walk me through how, or walk a person through how 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 does it how would it work? Well, we could we could start on this on the uh, better attribution and signal side because that's kind of the uh, you know gathering client signals and that kind of thing. Um, and really, the the whole idea here is to gather more of these signals in in one spot. I think uh, most companies right now have these signals in a variety of places. Maybe they got an email uh, platform and they email their customers like a once a month newsletter or whatever the thing that they're doing. Um, And the open rate and the click rate and all that stuff stays inside the email platform. Okay, cool. Uh, And then they have a website analytics platform. A lot lot of companies are using Google analytics Um, and that handles website analytics. And you've, you've got a, kind of uh, add some little features here and there to, to make it better. You got to make sure that it, uh, it recognizes when the forms are being filled out, but you got this phone number on the website. If someone just has, has your website up on the screen, picks up their phone separately from their computer. Boom. Oh, now we've, we forgot where this person came from. <laughs> yeah. They're just manna from heaven. The phone's ringing. We don't really know how, but uh, you know, the phone's ringing. Uh, so, so there's phone call tracking, email, uh, social would be one of them. You know, a lot of companies are using social platforms, but again, those are separated from their from their other uh, uh, user platforms. Some of them are, are integrating with Google Analytics, which is good. But um, I've always found that the problem with Google Analytics is that uh, because it's anonymous, you don't get to see the conversion that's coming through. So you don't get to see. Uh, you know, uh, you might you might get uh, you know ten form fills in a day. 10 people filled out the, uh, the website form, but one of them was a million dollar project. It came into the website and wouldn't it be cool to know that uh, that million dollar project that came in was off a Facebook ad, right? Uh, because we get too many uh, tire kickers 
and uh, and we need to find which marketing is driving the tire kickers and which marketing is driving those perfect customers out there. Uh, so that's that's really the the signals and attribution side of it is gathering all these this wide variety of uh, of customer signals and making sure that we really understand uh, uh, about our customers and about what marketing is helping drive them in, in terms of awareness or in terms of uh, uh, delivering the right content to them at the right times. So it sounds like it's a lot of data aggregation and, and bringing, th- like you're talking signals and, and bringing things together. And this is beyond just uh, putting pixels, I assume, or is it? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 beyond putting pixels because there's too many other platforms that uh, people might engage with. It's just uh, the internet is starting to put in these digital analogs for, for what was, uh, what wasn't uh, digital before, you know, we're on a podcast right now. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is radio's replacement. Now you get to custom listen to something that's, uh, that's specific to, to what you're interested in. Uh, similarly online, we, we offer a ton of ways for customers to get in touch with us, uh, form fills, chat, phone calls, uh, you know, all these other, other different ways. And, uh, uh, without tracking those, uh, we don't really understand what's going on with our customers, and we end up with this black hole in, in our vision where we, you know, we can't see what's uh, what's really going on with them. So, when do you when does a um, when does a business need marketing automation? Like you talk about uh, lead generation or, or filtering leads or getting better leads, what are the? How do you know you need it? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it really depends on the industry and and how important a customer is to you. Uh, when, I, when I look at uh, a lot of the companies that are using it right now and getting great use out of it would be B2B companies. Uh, mm-hmm. But even, uh, even, even like, let's say like a home, a home builder company, uh, you get a, you, a home builder, uh, those leads are very important. Uh, we get a new lead in, we have to pass, pass it off to sales, make sure they're tracking it, make sure that we're understanding what marketing is driving that person in. Uh, we've got a variety of signals with home builders. I think a lot, a lot of home builders want people to go into their show homes, right? Uh, which is a, a very difficult thing to track, but it's still somewhat trackable nevertheless. And then uh, we've got this really complicated after sales process that we'd like to make consistent. Uh, so salesperson uh, closes, inks the dotted line with a customer. Wouldn't it be cool to consistently get a survey out to that customer. Hey, how's your sales experience? You were just talking with a salesperson. Must have went okay because they bought, you know, you bought mm-hmm. something. But uh, uh, why don't you rate our, uh, you know, how, how were our salespeople? How was the contract process and that kind of thing? Uh, and then once they've moved in, why don't we send them the new move-in package? Why don't we send them uh, the information about their home, about where to find warranty information for the furnaces and that kind of thing? So it, it turns out that... Uh, more companies than not uh, could use this kind of thing in the future because it's uh, it's a lot of taking things that were manual before were just best practices that uh, the best salesperson would do and making that consistent across the board with automation. So, in your example, when you're talking about um, the you know the lead comes in and you pass it off to sales, is there automation at all in before that, or is that like? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, generally, you want to filter your leads before you throw them into uh, Salesforce or Pipedrive or whatever CRM uh, the salespeople might be using. Because if you just take whatever comes in off the website, you're going to get spam and, and, you know, all sorts of automated fills from China or India kind of heading through. So you definitely need to do some filtering uh, to those prospects. 
And then some, some, some leads aren't real leads. Sometimes people do things that uh, are interesting, uh, but aren't quite ready to send over to sales yet. Uh, and you're stuck with what to do with them, right? Uh, you could uh, try to, I don't know, hire some kid from college and, <laughs> and see if they can, uh, they can close them. Uh, or you can take some better steps to try to nurture that lead along. And that's what uh, most of our customers are doing is, uh, is taking those, uh, those prospects that aren't quite ready yet and just delivering them the information that they, they might need. Maybe they're, maybe they're in the comparison stage and they're looking between your customer's product and a couple of other ones. So oh, maybe, uh, maybe if, if they've uh, consented, maybe we should email them our comparison guide. Uh, or maybe when they come to our website, why don't we dynamically show uh, our comparison guide as uh, almost like an advertisement on the, the side of the website, right? As some dynamic content there uh, specific for the customer, right? I mean, a lot of this, if, if we've got all these uh, great customer signals, we should be taking action to make more personal, uh, better, uh, more impactful marketing to those prospects, I remember uh, I used to work with a uh, direct uh, direct sales organization, and we'd always talk to the best salespeople, and they would, they would always have this, well, you know what? When this happens, you tell them this. When this happens, you tell them that. And this, in a way, as you explore our website, may, uh, I, sh- I guess, should be the best salesperson. You know, hey, when they come here, the next step is this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. Almost like you have so a person running your website, a person running your email, and they know the customer. Oh, yes, they're the best salesperson. This person, this uh, customer of ours or prospect of ours just did this. The next time, that time they come to the website, try to encourage them to download this piece or take a look at this piece of content because it's perfect for what they need. They're probably wondering about price. They're probably wondering about warranty. So make sure that we're putting that first and foremost in front of them and uh, and showing them the content that helps them move down that funnel and and do the right things next. One of the things we're being told about marketing automation that's uh, interesting and I'd like to talk about a little bit is this idea of a better one-to-one connection with your customer, like um, through website personalization. Are you in that area at all? Oh yeah, I love so uh, one of the uh, one of the more interesting areas I was uh, kind of going through with is uh, in information architecture for a website. Uh, you know, so if you if you build websites, you start off with this perfect IA and the information architecture, and uh, you you look at the how how you organize all the content and pages and folders, and it, it's all clean. And then you start thinking, oh, what about you know our our customers are primarily from three different industries. Should we make product pages for all those three different industries? Mm. Okay, now we need case study pages. And then we need a categorization system on our website for these three different industries. And now we need uh, testimonials for these three different industries. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, so there's these three different industries. They all have different buyer personas. There's the CEO. There's the uh, logistics person. So now we need to put this lens on top. It gets crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty quickly, yeah. If you can detect some of those signals on the way in. Ah, oh, you know what? This person went to this part of uh, of the website. That tells me that they're the CEO because they're looking at the, um, uh, you know, return over return of investment over the lifetime of the product. Oh, that's that's something only the CEO cares about for this product, right? Um, you can start gathering these signals, and then you can start dynamically putting content onto the website 
that's a better suit, uh, more suitable for those customers. So instead of having to throw this industry lens and a million more pages on the website and make it a million times more complicated, you can deliver, uh, you know, if they're in, if you know that a customer is in industry X, you can show them, ah, let's throw the industry X case study on the side so that when they're on the right pages, they're seeing stuff that's super specific to their industry. Oh, well, we, of course we do industry X. That's all we do is industry X. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it may, lets the customer know that you know their language, you know their industry, um, and you, uh, uh, you understand them better than just a website where you have to answer a million questions before you get to some content, right? Yeah, and even to the point where you can, when they come back again, uh, even be feeding them sort of, hey, you were interested in this, here's a little bit more on that. Totally, yeah. I, there's, there's nothing more annoying than working with a company and having a salesperson pitch something that you know they shouldn't be pitching to you. They're just trying to su- shove something down your throat that uh, uh, you know, you've already said you're not interested in, and mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a crappy experience to have as a customer. So I think using these signals and uh, delivering a better marketing and sales experience for our customers is really the, the, the goal here because we want to deliver more effective marketing for them. So um, one of the things um, I guess people think about when they think automation, it's, it's a, maybe a, a bad name for the whole industry or a sector or whatever, <laughs> is that it's going to replace the entire marketing team. And Yeah, you know, I, th- I think uh, uh, that's, a, that's a, a good point. I think it doesn't replace the marketing team. It frees up the marketing team from doing the boring stuff and doing more creative stuff. You think of, uh, you know, when I, when I was, uh, when I was on the, the marketing side of things and, uh, let's say you're doing like a monthly report for a client, a monthly report for a client is copy paste hell. <laughs> that's, that's all you're doing. You're going in between all these different platforms. Okay. I'm going to go into the uh, marketing website analytics package, grab this stat out of here. And now I got to go to the email thing. Cause this customer cares about that channel. Cause it's effective for us. Now I'm going to grab our open rate, close rate. And now I'm going to go over to the phone call tracking uh, uh, solution. If we even have one of those. And now I got to see how many calls came in, uh, with, with, what marketing channels were causing the calls. And I got to copy and paste that. And I got to put that into a monthly report. Or, uh, you know, if, if marketing is a, a super important part of a company, maybe even a weekly or a daily report. And now, like, talk about copy paste hell. That's as a marketer, I didn't sign up for all this copy and pasting. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do I wanted to do the cool creative stuff. Uh, it, it gets worse if you're marketing for multiple locations. Uh, if you're if you're marketing for a, a company that has multiple retail locations or franchises or uh, you know something like that, now I got to do it for all these other locations. I got to do a a Christmas message, uh, and I got to put it on uh, the the Twitter handle for a half dozen or a dozen locations. Oh my God, kill me now. Like this is the most boring part of digital marketing ever. And, uh, and that's really the piece that's, uh, that's ultimately being replaced by automation is, uh, is the most boring part because I mean, I know, I know that Google tries to automate the ads. They're not, they're not very good. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I'd, I'd still much rather have a, a marketer created advertisement, that creative part, that concept part, that connecting part, that's really where the, the value that marketers bring in. I think that's the part that is more interesting and more fulfilling as a job anyways. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is for me anyway. So I'm curious, because I haven't heard this before, and maybe I'm just completely out to lunch this, uh, but uh, tracking the telephone calls. How are you doing that? Is that just through clicks on the website or Oh yeah, so um, there, there's a, there's a couple different packages out there. Like the the thing that I guess makes us unique is that we've we've fully integrated it, really, and it's it's one of the reasons why when I was looking at different marketing automation packages and I was on the agency side, I chose Active Demand because they had it super super well integrated. Uh, so on the website, for example, you, if if you go to ActiveDemand.com uh, right now, you're gonna see a phone number that's just showing for you at this moment. Okay, uh, so, so it's, it's a, a it's a specific. specific generated phone number that's correct it's a dynamic inserted phone number so you you call that phone number and we don't do anything too fancy with it 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 redirects to uh uh, to our general sales line but we get to see oh you know what that's uh david david went to this page and this page and this page ah cool so the salesperson that's on the phone with you right now they get an email that says hey david's was already on these pages david went to the pricing page so you don't need to say that again just uh talk about it like he's already seen it because he has right uh so we get that better information um we can record the call if if we want to so uh the nice thing about recording the call is that uh, makes it easier for sales management to check up on the salespeople and, and see that they're doing a good job. Um, and then if you want to get really crazy, um, and this is something that we do as well, is you can transcribe the call and put it into a word cloud. Uh, so <laughs> uh, now the reason why that's uh, really powerful is because was that phone call a really good phone call or was that someone looking for a job or was that someone trying to sell something to the company? Because those three are very different. <laughs> There's one of them that I want unlimited of. I want unlimited of the, of the customers calling. Uh, and I get to see that if I transcribe the call, phone, uh, phone call, I see the word cloud of, uh, of words that were mentioned and I see quote or I see proposal being mentioned on the phone call. Oh, that must've been a really good phone call. Cool. That's a good one. That's that's really interesting to see. That is a really neat way to do the sentiment because the sentiments are always so bad. But uh, I guess if you looked at a word cloud, you'd just at a glance get a get an indication of what what was being talked about. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the like we we sell to um, both B two B companies as well as marketing agencies, and there's a couple of of key phrases that agency people use that like normal people don't. <laughs> and uh, all I have to do if I want to see how many phone calls we got this week uh, from agencies, all I have to do is filter our phone calls for those keywords, and I will see. Ah, uh, you know, we got 20 agency calls, or we got 50 agency calls this week, so I can very quickly. Uh, determine what kind of customers are calling, what they're calling about. Um, I can see if they're complaining about a particular, maybe if we, we got a new feature out, I could see if they're complaining about that. So, um, or if they really like it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can, you get some really cool information out of the fo- out of phone calls uh, and phone call tracking uh, that you wouldn't get uh, normally because it, it's still how a lot of business is being done today. Yeah, no, I'm um uh, I'm super interested. I'd love to see how that word cloud looks and and what that what that uh what that how, what you're generating there. I want to go back because the phone thing is interesting, especially with mobile now because probably more than uh in the past as uh you look at a website, that's where you're going to make that phone call from because it's a tap to phone. I know in the past we used to have 
advertisers that would oh have a separate phone number for their print ad, for their yellow pages ad, and for all the different things. Is this really working? This 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 unique uh, generated phone numbers are. are Oh yeah, and, yeah. That's and, that's that's the way to roll these days. If you want to get uh, phone call attribution, like no 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 attribution is a hundred percent. We're always trying to 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 get close to that one hundred percent. So, uh, but there's there's always uh, edge cases where it doesn't track a hundred percent. But we're getting we're getting real close, and this is one of the things that takes a huge chunk out. Um, yeah, with with most of the co- the customers that I used to work with, if you just track the form fills, uh, the website form fills, and you said that's a conversion, that's how we get our customers, you'd only be getting maybe ten to thirty percent of your uh, of your new customers in through that method. There was just so many that were coming in through uh, phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're not tracking like that, that piece right there is such a super great piece to track because it gives you a much better picture of what's working and where you're getting your customers from. And did I, did I hear you right? That it, if I, if I click on that phone number or make that uh, connection that you're then uh, pulling up or tying that to, is it a, a CRM or just through what I've actually been looking at? Well, hopefully both. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about the story um, of, of what we track and when we'd move it to the CRM. Uh, so if you if you were to call us, for example, right now, uh, we'd be able to, t- to tie it to your individual session, as well as whatever you've got in your uh, in your call display for your phone number, right? So mm-hmm. we'd be able to say, oh, yeah, David, David just called us. Here's the phone number that he called us from. Here's the web session. In fact, David, we didn't know he was even David or that was his name last week. But last week he was on our website too. Uh, and here are the pages that he went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so a salesperson talks to you and, and uh, they said, yeah, this, this person's a lead. So I'm going to uh, claim David. And then all that information gets dumped into the, uh, into the CRM, into, which, which for us in our case is Pipedrive. Uh, which is kind of like a light duty, uh, cheap and cheerful, but still really great CRM. Uh, so that sales can use it, right? Because in the future, sales should uh, have that history of, oh yeah, David, David's interested in this product. How do we know that? Because on such and such a date, he went to that page and he browsed it. And, uh, and that's why we know that he's interested in that product. How would, um, how would you recommend someone start, whether a bi- as a business? It's so... It, it, it depends on how sophisticated the business is and whether they have uh, a CRM in place or not, because that, that piece really, really gets this whole thing rolling is, is having a, a sales CRM in place. So if your salespeople are working on Rolodexes or, or Outlook <laughs> or something like that, it, it's, it's really hard to tie back the, uh, the feedback on, on whether you're doing good marketing. Again, this sales marketing connection has to be uh, two way, uh, a two-way street. Marketing sends leads to sales. Sales tells marketing which of those leads are closing, which of them aren't, which of them aren't, weren't even worth calling. Uh, so uh, having a CRM in place is a, is a good start there. And, and really for, for us, we've used um, Salesforce, we've used Pipedrive, we've used uh, Nimble's a good one out there. Uh, Pipedrive's our favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so having, having a great, uh, a good CRM in place is good. Um, but the nice part about marketing automation is that you can slowly layer it on. You can start with, let's just gather all the signals. Let's, let's get a better idea of 
how our customers uh, are engaging with us. So we'll put a marketing automation in, uh, a platform in place. We'll start having it gather website signals, website forms, phone calls, um, just all that by itself. That's about, I don't know if, if I like, keep in mind, I've got a lot of experience in this. Uh, that would take me like an hour or maybe two to set up for a customer is, is that attribution side of it. That's super uh, powerful all by itself. Um, and then, but then afterwards, I can start layering things on. What do we want to do when, uh, when the, a salesperson marks in the CRM that uh, a customer is closed? Well, we want to email in this package. Okay, cool. Okay, that piece is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? A lot of our customers ghost us and they just go unresponsive. Uh, and the best thing to do when they go unresponsive is to do this and this and this. First, we're going to email them this email and we're going to wait a week. And then we're going to email them this and then we're going to wait a week. And then uh, they're probably toast. So we're going to send this final email. Let's automate that. Let's, let's make that uh, accessible to salespeople. And they just flip a, a little switch in the CRM that says, hey, this person's ghosting me. And we do the bring them back to life thing. Um, and, and continually adding these little uh, pieces on eventually gets you to a system that it is an AI, but it looks and feels like AI. It feels like more personal marketing. It feels like the, like the, the company listens to you better mm-hmm. and your salespeople are more effective because they're spending more time working with customers instead of in administration minutia, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the things that's, that's kind of hard to get salespeople do is, to do is, is put no, notes in the CRM. They go on a call and put in notes, I called the customer. And, <laughs> and come on, put yeah. some notes in there. Yeah. What did you talk about? And, and it's, you know, what do you want your salespeople doing? Do you want your salespeople spending their time putting notes in the CRM or calling the customers? Well, why don't you track those outbound calls? Why don't you record them, transcribe them? Why don't you put that transcription in the CRM? And that's one thing that we do is, uh, you know, you do an open call with the salesperson using a, a VoIP system, uh, transcribe that, pop that in the CRM, call it a day. Uh, don't click clack on your keyboard while you're on the, on the phone with the customer. Just record it and send the, the call notes up to the, the CRM automatically uh, because that's a heck of a lot better than, uh, than the notes your salesperson people would take on it anyways. And the inconsistency you would get between different salespeople are because, you know, sometimes they're trying to, uh, it's kind of like herding cats, right? Well, a lot of them are protective too. They they don't want to they don't want to share anything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's about uh, uh, again honing people into to doing what what they're the most valuable doing. Salespeople got to be talking to customers. That's when we're getting good value out of them. Marketers have to be connecting interesting concepts and and doing creative work. That's where we get the most value out of them. And Automate the rest, automate the boring stuff that, uh, uh, that we already know how to do. And we're just doing plenty of times during, uh, during the course of time, event marketing. Uh, so, so is it safe to, it's kind of like the, if this, then that, this, this yes. This is, yeah. 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 If this, then that, um, uh, and uh, you would get a little bit more complex maybe in something lead scoring. Uh, oh, this customer went to our website. Mm, not interesting enough. Let's, let's not let, let sales know about okay. that just yet. Oh, this person went to the website and they downloaded a white paper and then they came back and did this and then they did this. Let's start adding those pieces up and then let's let, let sales know about, uh, about all that information. Oh, actually, this is a customer already and they went back to the website. Oh, let's, let's let uh, sales know that uh, their customer is on the website right now. Uh, that's an interesting thing about, about uh, getting a hold of, of prospects. 
just calling them up is, is such a crapshoot, whether you get them at their desk or not. Yeah. We've got a Chrome extension that says whether your customer is on, on your website uh, or reading an email. <laughs> well, now you're getting like, super creepy. Yes. Well, <laughs> again, try to make that connection without that. And yeah. it's a crapshoot whether you get them at their desk or not. You see that they're on the website. You can make the call and say, hey, you know, I was just wondering, just trying to connect. And they'd be like, yeah, I was just, I finally got time to look at your stuff. Let's, it's, it's a good time to talk, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's about making those connections and making it uh, more personal to the customer. <laughs> So for, um, I always know it's a great conversation when the half hour just disappears on me here, but for active, for active demand, is that, um, is that something a person can, is it self-serve? Can a business just reach out and grab this themselves and reach out to you? Or do you need to go through an agency? You don't have to go through an agency. We prefer that customers go through agencies because it is a specialized skill set and in, in getting to learn all of these things. And the other thing is, marketers typically know best what marketing is working and how to tie into sales. So marketing agencies really are the the connection that we feel most companies will will need to to put this into a company. But some of the some of the larger B2B companies do have marketing departments in-house and they would be perfectly fit for this. And yeah, you can go to activedemand.com and we've got uh, uh, some free trials and some very, uh, in my opinion, some very uh, affordable uh, uh, price points for for what you get for features there. Sweet. All right, Adriel, I have the last question, and, and it's uh, lessons learned in marketing. What uh, what's a recent lesson you've learned in marketing? Oh, a recent lesson that I've learned in marketing. Uh, I you know I, I was going through customer acquisition yesterday. And I saw, I, I'm an SEO guy, but you know, this, the story is that SEO has been dying and the story has been around for like six or seven years. <laughs> SEO is dying. SEO is not a thing anymore. And I saw so many customers coming in through clearly uh, through SEO. We've got hmm. some really great pages that, uh, that, that show customers uh, uh, how our platform compares to some other platforms. Those pages rank really well and we're getting traffic and we're getting customers off those pages. So I guess my lesson learned was SEO is still working. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up. Everyone says it's dead. It's not. <laughs> Everything's always dead. I always hear that all the time. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. Every, people love to uh, love to say that because it's uh, it's good for clicks and it's good for <laughs> SEO too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, it's been great. Uh, it's been great connecting with you and chatting with you, Adriel. How can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, I'm on everything, so you can you can hit me up on Twitter at uh, at Adriel Michaud, uh, or I'm uh, I'm also also on the Active Demand website. Always blogging, always looking for more ideas on uh, on what to write about or or what to talk about. Well, I will uh, definitely be uh, following you and uh, probably reach out to you again for a chat. So th- thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Awesome, thanks, David. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes or through your favorite favorite podcast app music is by six degrees in calgary talk to you next week this conversation can serve no purpose anymore goodbye how 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 how